Happy New Year, everyone, and welcome to episode number 84 of the Ross, L and Luke Show. We asked that question, being the beginning of a brand new year, do you have goals for this year? L shares with us his brand new business. We discuss marriage, families, and relationships. A passion outside of your job. We also talk about the importance of sleep, diet, hydration, rest, and recovery, especially in sport. And once again, our higher vision takes its stage. I believe my turn to do the off the cuff intro today. So welcome to the Ross, L and Luke show. We're three Aussie blokes hanging out in a garage live to you. Well, when we recorded this. <laughs> I might be the only one laughing at myself here. <laughs> this is live, man, in like a... Wicked a swanky studio, studio. Yeah, swanky. Yeah, yeah, swanky. Yeah, we uh, with valets out the front and uh, and uh, and all of that cool stuff. Yeah, town cars and drivers. <laughs> yeah, is that what you call it? Al? Town cars. Yeah, town cars. Uh, Victorian hire car. No, Victorian. No, we've just we've fuck, we've gone down there. Huh. I think like you know, Fifth Avenue, New York, just got a town uh. car, and then yeah. Well, I don't know what so you're like, talking about. So when you're, you're in the town, you've always got a car. You just make a call and the car turns up. Get in it. Takes you anywhere you want. That, now we awesome. Call, now we call that a ride share. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, but does, does, they don't sponsor us. We don't, we don't call it that. We call it a ride share. <laughs> okay. Well, there's a lot of options out there now. There are. Mm. There are. I go a lot of places. So, yeah, I mean, I'm keen for some sponsorship. So that ride share could be anybody, right? Mm. Excellent. Cool. So... 2020, yeah. how exciting! You guys set uh, set some new goals or intentions or anything for the year. Well, I, I reckon I, I feel like I addressed this a year ago. I don't I don't do it that way. Yeah, uh, I get that we collectively take a breath at this time of year. However, I would say over 2019, I probably I probably went through three phases of here's what I'm going to do next. Mm-hmm. And um, I started the, the latest phase a month or two ago. And so that, that will go into next year, but it's not mm-hmm. about next year. It's just about the next phase. Yeah. Cool. No, no. <clears throat> Want to share that with us? Sure. So it's pretty simple. So, uh, you know, I've got, got an old friend, business partner. Mm-hmm. We've worked together setting up our own businesses uh, over a couple of decades. And then I've left all of those businesses to just go out and, and, and work with other business owners as a, as a mentor and coach. Um, he's tended to stay in our businesses and, and keep them ticking. Um, but he and I are looking to to just get back together and uh, and start offering a combined service, which I've got a domain. That's your CXO team. Mm. So for those that don't know, the CXO is... Is a, is a collective way of talking about business leaders. Hmm. Another yep. another one is C-suite. Now, these are all American terms. Um, for those who follow the British way, it's the, the directors, you know, the, the finance director, the managing director, the okay. operations director. Yep. In, the Amer- in the American world, it's chief executive, chief financial, chief operations, etc. So, yeah, we got that domain, yourcxoteam.com, which is not bad. So, we're, we're, between us, two of us, we're able to provide that whole... C-suite mm. in the in the knowledge and experience we wouldn't necessarily do mm. it all 
Um, so it's for, it's for smaller to medium businesses where they, they're not going to go out and spend mm. um, you know, a million bucks on, <laughs> on those people. Um, yep. So they'll get our expertise for a, a fraction of that price. Love it. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So we're, you know, if we had four clients doing that, that would be huge. Mm. You know? So yeah, that's the next phase. Fantastic. Mm. Luke, oh. what about you? You got anything in the pipeworks? Mm. Yeah, it's pretty well, it's pretty organic. Nothing on the uh, the vision board, so to speak, or the ease in a board. Yeah, I mean, obviously phasing myself out of the current sort of business situation as well, which has um, always been, you know, the goal. Mm. Um, so I can focus on uh, other areas of sort of giving back. Um, so that'll continue this year more so. Um, yeah, I suppose musically, creatively, mm-hmm. I'm exploring more options as well. There was talk of me just becoming a full-time musician. Uh, however, I did some research. I was like, Whoa. okay, you know, there's some there's some stuff I need to be aware of, but it still hasn't um, it hasn't put me off. <laughs> the only ones that have sort of questioned it are uh, family and some friends. Um, however, the friends that I play in a band with are very much encouraging. <laughs> Uh, and one even said, um, out of all the people that uh, we, you know, spoke to about being a full-time musician, I shouldn't have said it to you because <laughs> I bet you in 12 months' time you'll be a full-time musician. <laughs> I said, that's funny, isn't it? He goes, yeah, nah, because then we'll all be working in our jobs and you'll be doing what you want to do. I'm like, oh, that's funny. So, yeah, that's sort of uh, following those creative pursuits. Awesome. That is cool. Which are good for me, good for my soul. Um. Yeah. So I don't know. It's pretty organic. I just whatever comes mm. up, man. Things that things are good. I'm. You know, I'm happy. I'm working towards you know different things in life, and um, I'm just you know excited to be fucking alive. I suppose. Yeah. I'm pretty pretty <laughs> easy. <Good start. laughs> yeah, because you could think about all that other stuff and what you don't have, where you think you should be. You know. Um, and I think that can sometimes compound. I think we already spoke about keeping up with the uh, the Joneses, haven't we? <laughs> yeah, mm. but the vision is the vision was fairly clear, you know, part way through this year, a little bit cloudy, like now, you know, as we speak over the last sort of few months. But um, yeah, I'm just sort of I'm sitting with that, and I'm okay with that because I know that there's a reason that it's like that for now. I'm not trying to push through. Oh fuck, what's going on? Like I, yeah. I knew what I wanted to really do six months ago. Like things sort of change a little bit, so. I know that, yeah, as the seasons change, so will I. Beautiful. That's yeah, the word that was coming to me, season. I'm, I'm just not, not pushing back. And I think seasons are a much better thing to follow than a clock. So the calendar year is a clock. Yeah. yeah. It's the seasons that, that drive everything. And we all go through those little phases. And as I said, my, really? my model is, you know, the, the river of life and you get in the raft and you can either just coast down it with your arms and legs out and see all the wonderful things along the, you know, along the way. Or you can be in a speedboat, smashing into rocks, burning every bridge you cross. You know what I mean? And not enjoying anything and get to the end of your life and going, well, fuck, that was exhausting. Or not even getting to the end of your life. Getting halfway through your life and just going, well, fuck, what am I doing? Like, I'm not even doing anything that I want to do in life that makes me feel good, um, you know, just makes resonates with me. heart sing. Yeah, yeah, heart sing, yeah. So... And I'm sure many people uh, feel like that as well, you know, along with me at times. So, mm. yeah. Sometimes it's called the midlife crisis. 
Oh. Yeah, they call it that. <laughs> I just reckon I've, par- I've parked the raft and I've just taken a few other, like, you know, bits and pieces. I'm walking for a bit, I'm swimming, I'm just trying a few things. But uh, it was pointed out to me that it was potentially a midlife crisis. I refuse to acknowledge that, Ross. The, and the, 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 the reason why that <laughs> label it. exists is because everybody wants to label everything. It's just... But, I mean, it is... It's I mean, just a seven-year... Like, yeah, it's just a seven-year itch. It's been a, seven years since... And we're in a really crazy phase at the moment within um, our space, like our, I'd say, our community space, mm-hmm. that there's a lot of people that, you know, relationships are, you know, um, dissolving. Yep. A lot of things are sort of coming out and coming up. Like, a lot. You're so, the, like, seasons, wow. the seasons apply to the human race as well. Yeah, so but absolutely. Uh, does it come down to age though? Because I mean, like, like, yeah. I just find I find this sort of funny pocket, you know, now that we're in, that I've noticed a lot of things that you know, like people who have been in a relationship for twenty years have, you know, just decided now that it's no longer working, has it for a long time, and so they're gonna, you know, um, part ways. Well, well, it, one could argue that for our parents' generation where they stuck together for the kids or yeah. for whatever reason, yeah. that hasn't worked. Because now mental no, that's mental right. illness is, is higher than ever, violence, yeah. crime is higher than ever. So, you know, just sticking together for the sake of sticking together hasn't worked. No. no. It's, a, it's, a, it's a moralistic religious construct. I'm not saying just dissolve relationships yeah. at, at the drop of a hat either. I'm not saying that. It's just the idea of, you know, till death do we part is a religious and moral construct it's got nothing to do with rally oh yeah yeah and i yeah i really think it was i think it's more um definitely communication like you want people to work out like they met for a reason yeah yep whether they're relevant 20 years down the track or not or they can find that connection it's definitely about connection relationships I agree. for me i think you know there's so much going on in life throwing kids you know all the yep. outside activities you know life's really busy and um, what came to me a couple of weeks ago is i spoke to a mate and i said do you know what we should get a farm somewhere and go out with all the couples, you know, like a few of us, a lot mm-hmm. of us, and just um, go and have, have a bit of chill time. Beautiful. Mm. You know, just reconnect a bit. It's like, oh, Mrs. wouldn't go for that. She's not down with that. It's not up for discussion. You know, <laughs> the car will go. She was saying, like, get around it. You know, I'm thinking big, big farmhouse, massive table, mm. you know, 20, 30 couples, and we can all sort of... Um, 20, 30? Yeah, I'm like, you know, like Jesus. I'm really thinking... People or couples? Just... Yeah, mainly sort of couples. No, but as in, if it's like 30 couples, that's 60 people. Wow, all right. I'll be happy with either, mate. 60 <laughs> yeah. or 30. But it's bigger, it. bigger, yeah. than, bigger than I was imagining at the yeah, start. Yeah, yeah, okay. no, just so... And that's a few harm houses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just thinking one that's big, more like a vi- atrium. That's more like a Viking hall. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, see, that's something in low lighting. Go to Finland or Norway. Yeah. But, and I just sort of envisage that maybe a couple of days, you know, time out for everyone to sort of reconnect and it's not get on the juice and you know it's it's more about I think that would have to be key party what's that (laughs) not a key party no it's not a key party Um, but again that that just came to me and I thought what a great idea and yeah and yeah it wasn't really received well so I'll book the farmhouse and get the bus (laughs) cool we'll just get a few on board that can uh, you know herd the many onto the bus you don't know where you're going it's going to be fantastic and then uh, we'll get there I like the idea, mate. So reconnection. Yeah, I think that's really important. Like today's society, we don't really connect with our, you know, with our with our partners, with anyone. We don't. It, it's just so such an individual experience. Life these days, 
and we we talk about being you know in, in a crowd of people and being feeling very alone um social media we're, we're constantly talking but no one's really listening um because we're all too busy talking and then we we have you know relationships where we're all busy running around doing the things that we do and we don't really have time to connect um especially yeah. with kids you know like you throw yeah. in, i know my partner with three kids and mm. we've got everything under the sun going on you know and um Sometimes I don't see her. And it's funny, the other night I got a text message from her and she's like, want to go out for dinner tomorrow night? And I was like, yeah, sure. Awesome. Like, I was like really looking forward to it. And then uh, two hours later, it was uh, my my daughter, my little girl had got mum's phone. <laughs> and then so I got the message back two hours later. Oh, sorry, that was our daughter that sent that message. And I went, no, it wasn't. This is not real. So, so, I, was so, <laughs> I was like, no. Are you like, going out for dinner anyway? Yeah. No, I just thought, oh, she'd organise a babysitter. We're going out for dinner. Because like, I really, you know, I we don't do it enough. And mm. I really felt like, oh, this is, I'm really something to look forward to. And yeah, so I was a little bit deflated. I'm like, well, why mm. can't we go out for dinner? But how's my 10-year-old daughter has the ability mm. to just mm. type that in, you know? Yeah. That's a, that's quite amazing. It's a it's a hint that you need to just. Well, that's a, straight away I thought, well, yeah, we should right. be going out for dinner. My yeah, question is, what's totally. she observing? You know. Yes. No. Very intuitive. Yeah, because mum and dad probably need to go out for dinner more. So you're going out for dinner tomorrow night? No, she went out for dinner with her friends last night. So you're going out for dinner tomorrow? I'm going out. For, I'm going to jam with the boys tonight. So there's that separation. The ship's in the night. I know. See where this is going. And and, and in and in. The, oh, you're, you're on your own. Look, your daughter's helping. We're having a go. Like you know, you're on your own in now. In that social, uh, you know, end of the year sort of stuff. We have to the drummer. He just said, "Mate, the women have to be um, really um, on the same, you know, event calendar." We can't. They can't have separate friendships. Like you know, if they're all going to go out, they're going to go out on a Thursday night, so we can all so we can jam on a Friday night. Because at the moment, there's too many circles of friends. He's going. This is not working for me. Like, hey, he's being, he's joking around. He's like, you need to get your partner over here, and then they can go out, and you know. So then it's it's not too all over the shop, and we, we can continue. You've to seen play Spinal music. Tap? Yes, I have. Not this for is a long time. this is where a band unfolds, mate. Yeah. When the women get involved. Girlfriends, just <laughs> well, there's talk of like people starting, you know, full time career in music and leaving their, you know, their bread and butter. On that note, yeah, have you heard of the Mark of Cain? Yes, yeah. Have yep. you seen him? Yes, lots of times. So you know, well, you know their story, right? No, they're engineers by day. Oh, okay, and then they they tour and they play. So yeah, just right. look into their story a little bit. Yeah, cool. You, you can make a great work, band. Right? Well, that's right. Yeah. You can make that work yeah. easy. Yeah. And there's one, I'm sure there's plenty of others who are doing it. Would be. Oh, I met some wicked musos that are, um, you know, like that. I just yeah. like that, you know, I'll wake up maybe 9, 9.30, have a leisurely breakfast, take the kids to school, see you guys, go and write some tunes. I told you I met a songwriter. No. No? Yeah, it was really weird sitting around a table of uh, coaches, footy coaches. One's a, you know, yeah, like an engineer and project manager. I run a company. What are you doing? He goes, I'm a, I'm a singer. And they're like, oh, what? We're all like, what? Because I'm a muso, I sort of resonate a bit with it. I'm like, wow, okay, cool. Like, tell me more. And he's like, yeah, I do a lot of session work. I get flown around the country and stuff like that. And yeah, the guys there that weren't musos were just looking at him like, what's this guy talking about? What do you mean? Like, like Van- Vanessa Amorossi and shit like that. And he's like, nah. Some of them were flying off, you know, Australian idol singers. And he's going, you know what? Um, you know, 
one of them still works at like Sony part time and works at you know like they still have part time jobs and these record companies own them like for mm. seven years they're working their dead off and they're like what is that for real like they're not rich and famous he's like nah they pay for the limo once a year to go to the Arias and you know what I mean like mm. and they record them but he said like, it's a really tough mm. uh, industry so yeah and he said he writes songs too and has rights to them and gets a share out of that and I'm like man you're my kind of guy Mm. so it is possible living so, the dream mate yeah living the dream but you wouldn't have picked it I wouldn't have picked it no oh, well, yeah. you cannot judge a book by its cover you apparently. cannot mm. you cannot awesome excellent well uh, I think that's probably <laughs> a, a wrap and it seems like yeah. a really short short episode unless there's something that you guys want to go into on depth on that well I think uh, next week you need to start and you need to talk about 2020 I need to talk about 2020. Well, that's that's my feeling. Well, how about we just do that now? Like, I don't think I need to start to talk about 2020. I'm talking about 2020 oh, now. So it's cool. not time to wrap it up. No, we can keep going. <laughs> yeah, cool. That works for me. Here's the time. It just, it just kind of felt a bit, a bit... Well, see, it was just a bit early, and I'm like, well, right. that kind of com- felt complete. But I hadn't spoken about my, my 2020. Well, that's the segue. And, and yeah. And, look, it's 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 an interesting one. Um We've we're, we've we've started doing our planning, um, and we'll do more of that. We, you know, we've got a holiday coming up, so we'll during that holiday time we'll do more planning. But I've already started planning around the kids' sport. Okay, that's kind of one of the first things that's going into the calendar yeah. is all the sporting events because they're parts of part of a few different teams now, and they're you know and they play a significant part. So if they're not there, it has an impact on the team. You know, they're not teams of, you know, 20 people. It's not like a, you know, like a, a footy match or something. They're on smaller teams. So like, you know, basketball where there's five on the court. and that, yeah. So one out of five makes a difference. Uh, or tennis. So, you know, then it's a it's one or two people. Yeah. So whether or not they're, they're, they can make it to, to matches and things makes, you know, is an impact. And there's various competitions that are on around the country. And got to balance between the basketball and the tennis and, and make it all work. So the first things that actually went in are, are, the, are the sporting events that are on throughout yeah, the year. Yeah, cool. Okay. Um, and then from there, we, you know, it doesn't mean that we don't miss one here and there. But also the, one of the great things about the tennis is that we can potentially tee up competition interstate. Yeah. So if we're on holiday, you go, hey, do you want to go and do a tennis competition while we're on holiday working in around that yeah, yeah. Nice. or an yeah. excuse to go on a holiday is another option yeah <laughs> hey look you're, there's a there's a match here in uh, you know in Queensland on this day yeah let's go hey look there's one here in South Australia let's go uh, so there's certainly you know opens up some um, some options at the same time mm. yeah I like that yeah, mm. take a bit of a dive into that yeah mm. so uh, yeah so you know that, that also is a big part of our life and you know we are talking earlier about um, being a, a family and not seeing you know seeing each other, um, I make uh, a point of making it so that we do get to spend time together. Um, it impacts m- the rest of you know my day in various ways, day after day, you know week after week. But you know I think the the relationship is really important, so I do make an effort to to prioritise that. Um, but the yeah I don't know how people do it with more than two kids. Um, you know, we've we've got two, and we're we're busy. You know, they've cut down in the amount of sport they do. They yeah. used to do, I think, four different sports, which basically meant something every single day. Mm. And now we've got we're down to uh, either one or two sports. Mind you, the one who plays one sport, it's still five nights a week. Hmm. 
because um, he's he's uh, doing basketball rep as well as uh, domestic. Yeah. And between all the trainings and the competitions and everything else, five days a week he's playing basketball. Yeah. Uh, the other one who does both basketball and tennis, um, he chose not to do rep because it was going to impact his tennis. So he also does five days a week. Um, so that keeps us busy. I think Wednesday night's the only night that we have off. Um, but I do Toastmasters on a on a Wednesday. Yeah. Um, being the only night that I have off from sport you means that, that I do Toastmasters. So yeah, nice. uh, every you know every second week I'm I'm doing that. So every second week I get to spend, you know, we get a night off from or a day off from sport. And we get to spend yeah. some time together. Um, outside of that. And uh, every second week, I'm at I'm at Toastmasters. Yeah. So, but I don't know how they do it with you know more than uh, more than two kids. If you got sport and you know one's doing netball, one's doing basketball, and one's doing cricket, yeah. how do you be in three different places? We just need to. I've got three kids, mm. uh, and yeah, two do dancing, and one's running basketball. Um, yeah, uh, AFL, but does rep as well, which is interleague, so it's additional. Mm. stuff uh, sort of there's a level. lot of travel with the rep on that uh no we're pretty lucky at the moment it's not like basketball because i know mm. basketball you can you know be chelsea that's your team and then you can play in like bendigo apparently <laughs> so yeah um, with the football we're very lucky it's more um the foundation of it's uh, held training is at st kilda or the old st kilda ground just in seaford so mm-hmm. um that, that when they get into full swing they're they're three nights minimum um of the interleague training which is like compulsory attendance and then he's got his club training as well which is two nights a week but down to one because it's just too much um, and you know running as well he does cross country long distance running so he's starting to run in some of the men's mixed events mm. so he's running against you know anything from um, 13 year olds which is his age right up to 55 year olds in the same race oh wow yeah, right through, and they've got some gun runners. It's great to watch a young kids race against, you know, so even the mid-tier, the 20- and 30-year-olds, it gives them something to chase. Um, so, and I think with the distance running, it really helps their football, especially AFL, mm-hmm. as they look for. You know, it's that ability to, to run all day. So, mm. but... Uh, Running's great for any sport. Yeah, but you've really got to watch the recovery time, and with kids, they can burn out, and I think especially these days, there's a lot of uh, emphasis on, you know, just putting extra effort in and you know working hard and especially i mean i see 10 year olds and they're just like just got no life it's like literally six days a week you know potentially seven that they're they're training it's like you know you need a day off um if you're not going to have a day off your rest and recovery is really important your hydration your sleep and your food um and anything long distance which i've learned off a um, couple of guys that are really good at this um anything long distance your nutrition needs to be on point yeah because you're just not going to have the reserves to be able to do it. And that's the same mm-hmm. with footy players as well. So as they get older, they can, you know, they need to eat less and less whiz fizz and donuts because you can get away <laughs> with it when you're younger, somewhat, um, because your body won't cope, uh, especially with that long-distance stuff and the hard running. So yeah, important for the kids as much as we do is to teach them, you know, to rest, um, obviously listen to their body, um, and also stretching. I'm a big proponent mm. of stretching. My little fella does it nearly every night. And he, mm-hmm. when he doesn't do it, he can see how it affects him. When mm-hmm. he does do it, he can see the benefits. So I've really tried to drum that into our kids, all of them. So Because as you get older, uh, he's had a mate who's 14 and done a major hammy. And he was his state runner, like, you know, Jeez. bulletproof. Mm. 
happen. Just see it. Just run. Imagine doing a hammy at 14. Hey? Imagine doing a hammy at 14. Yeah, mm. and he was on crutches. Yeah. And he's, this guy's a gun. He's a gun at everything. Footy, running. Like, and it's, you know, it's sad to see him that way. Mm. But he's very upbeat. But, you know, it'd be sad to see. He was, he was going to go and run, you know, nationally just a couple of weeks before it happened. Mm. And, um, yeah. That's uh, that's fascinating. I was I was watching. Uh, I think it was I think it was um, tennis. Now what they would have, had little kids and they were training them to be you know they were. This was pre them becoming world known. Yep. And fif- literally fifty percent of their training was on looking after themselves. Yeah. It wasn't on making them better. It was literally looking after themselves. So things like the stretching. Like half of their training was so that they would be able to remain healthy throughout their entire career, and minimise injury and maximise recovery time. Because at the elite level, and you'll hear that from any um, top team, uh, that's the hack: the one two percent extra recovery time. How you recover, how you bounce back, um, is is the reason that teams win. And you'll see that in AFL. You'll see you know mm. the bottom sides can beat the top side. So. It's on any given day. It's a pretty even competition. If you look at it across the board, um, you're like, gee, they're, they're in and around it, you know, pretty much consistently. And the teams that are able to recover and, you know, keep an mm-hmm. eye on uh, nutrition and stretching are the ones that will will be able to carry it forward, you know, um, through to you know, the end of the mm-hmm. point, the end of the season. Yep. So same with your kids, you know. You might nurse them through to Christmas and they will just fall down on the ground and get sick for two weeks, you know, whilst you're trying to have a great holiday in Hawaii or something, you know, the, the, the you know, the family holiday and once in a lifetime and everyone's just maxed out, can't mm, walk, mm. you know, that's a possibility too. Yeah. But, yeah. In fact, that's very common for people to go on holidays and get sick. Yeah. All the time. Mm. Yeah. Or retire and die. Yeah. I'm not sure if I shared with you guys, there was a... <laughs> retire and die. That's very common, isn't it? Yeah. Well, there was a, there was a guy Do who was... something, anything. Just don't die. Oh, that's right throughout your life. Yeah. Um, you know, we've spoken about what happens when a um, an Olympic athlete stops and doesn't give themselves a, a purpose. Yep. It all goes it all goes pear shaped. Um so yeah, there was a there's an there was an eighty something year old, I think he might have been eighty four years old, and he'd been working in the same job since he was sixteen. Like the same job his entire life. Yeah. Uh, and he worked at a hotel and he was the you know, the porter or whatever at the front. Yeah. But he just got too old and he was struggling to carry the bags and stuff like that and he couldn't really do the job anymore. Yeah. And they're like, you've kind of got to retire. So they finally retired him at the age of something like 84. Um, he In his entire life, since the age of 16, he had four sick days. That's it. Four <laughs> sick days in, in you know, almost 60 years of work. He loved his job. It's almost, that a it's almost 70 years. Is that like seconds? Yeah, it's it, a year. Mind, mind-blowing. But then, um, within two weeks, he was dead. So that's the purpose, right? Absolutely. He so, had a very clear purpose, and the moment they took that away from him, he had no reason to live. So that, that was it. Did, I mean, I know with sports now they try and transition them out a lot earlier into you know into real life, so they don't implode a, like a lot do. They're yeah, like, oh, I just came they do out a of lot it. of work. You know, one day I was in the, I was the clubman, and the next day I wasn't. You know, and I just didn't know what to do except like drink and you know, people go right off the rails. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I know they do a good job there trying to transition people into different roles. And they're actually, you know, they're doing courses somewhere at uni, you know. It's a major part of their development, actually. But every mm. day, blue-collar workers, is there that, you know, option, I mean, when they face retirement, to, to look at, you know, what's next, you know. It's a lot probably don't, am I right? 
Well, I mean, I, I, I don't know. Blue collar workers. It's it's just it's just anybody that I guess my perspective is is anybody that that allows their life to be not dictated to them, but driven by the by the, by society, driven by the expectations of society, driven by their yeah. family expectations. You know, like you know, um, I know people who were ma- massive high achievers really could have could have been and done anything yeah and uh you know and yet uh even one, one of them was self-described you know um i might be a bigger rat but i'm still in the rat race yeah you know and so it's it's one of the things that i'm just so pleased that i you know my old man paid a price for his commitment and loyalty to a workplace and i i'm grateful that i got to watch that yeah because i was never going to do that learn from it yeah so I've you know I just decided not self-determination no no one else is going to dictate etc now that's got its own issues as well that I've worked through however it just means that that there's always been something more in it for me than just getting out of bed turning up getting my job done yeah even if I'm doing it well or you know um and then you know and and then discovering that that it was about something much bigger than what I was doing at work. Yeah, was was the clincher. Yeah. Okay. So it doesn't really matter what role you're in. If you, you know, so someone can be like, let's go with your your someone can be a blue collar worker, but they can be involved in their local sports club. Yeah. Or they can be involved in the local church, or they can be involved in the Salvos or St John's or, yeah, or you know, pet rescue. Or, there's so many things people can be involved in yeah. whatever they're into. And that, yeah, that's right. My, my version of blue collar is someone who works from sixteen to eighty four on the same job. You know, I, I mean, fair enough. Yeah, you know, and and he might have been the happiest bloke you'd ever met. Um, Four sick days would say that he was. Well, it's either sixteen to you know whatever. He's married. He's got kids. He's got to pay the bills, and then he gets to forty, and he's like, oh, I don't know. Maybe I should start looking around. Is there anything else I can do? And then another twenty years goes past, and he's sixty, going, Well, fuck, I'm too old now. <laughs> Um, I'm looking towards a retirement, you know, seeing what nest egg he's got built up. I'm going to see it through. But I suppose my question was, is that people, um, do they have the opportunity to, you know, transition out of, you know, look out of their current role or, you know, um, well, so, but, so they don't stop working dog because people get lost. Well, here's, you know? so here's another perspective of what I just said earlier, right? When we are toddlers, what, what's the expectation? We're going to go to kindergarten. Yeah. yeah. Then what's the expectation after that? School, primary school, then high school, then university, then job, then kids, family, yeah, mortgage, yeah, then stick at it yeah, and retire. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So we don't even have to think about it till we're 65 or 64 or whenever we start to get the advice. When it's too late. Well, it's not too late. It's just we've now got a, a, a long time of one way of living without ever thinking about another way of living. It, you, you can do it. Mm. You can go one day, turn up to work one day, and the next day create a vision. It's no problem. You can do it. It's just, why would you? Yeah, it's funny. And I've spoken to people who are very successful, thought that, yep, I'm heading towards retirement. I'm going to play a lot more golf. I'm going to enjoy it. Things are good. You know, so they're well, respect- visioning what it is. Yeah, but that's and- not a vision. I'm going to play more golf. It's not no, a vision. No, but right? that's just what they know. Yeah. But That's right. I'm going to replace this set of activities with this set yeah, of activities. That's yeah. what that is. And then three months into that, they're going, I fucking hate golf. I cannot stand it. <laughs> you know, why don't people call me with the problems of, you know, when I used to run this massive organization, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. I might get back into it a bit. I'll, I'll And then start mm-hmm. ringing people. Hey, what's going on? Yeah. Aren't you retired? Yeah. Like, yeah, so what have you been up to? He's like, this is weird, man. Um, yeah. 
And so people find uh, joy and comfort in you know in what they do potentially before they retire. Well, so, so and Rotary is thriving. Okay, that's yep. that's aimed at more senior yep. people, not not just retirees. So giving back in that at that stage, uh, it's of life, bringing probably. it's bringing you know all the experience and wisdom that they've got to to raising money and then to doing you know doing beneficial works for others with that. Yeah, nice. Oh, good point. Okay, so that's probably what I was sort of looking for. Well, Rotary is a great one. To, Right, yeah. is a great one. Yeah. My old man was in Apex, which was Young Men's. Yes. You had to leave at 40. Um, they don't seem to exist anymore, so that didn't didn't seem to work. <laughs> um, but it worked then. Yeah. You know, okay. And so, um, you know, Lions is another one. So there's a bunch of these. So they're, yeah. they're a great one where they're very organized. Place for anybody there. Yeah. Lots of social Aspect, stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you can take different roles. You can be the treasurer. You can be the chairman. You can. But some would be really can, good at it, wouldn't they? Like coming from yeah. some of the roles that they've been in, yeah. it like, could be amazing for these organisations. Okay, That's it. cool. Love it. Yeah. That's right. it. Which is why they've survived for so long. Yeah. Great point. And mm-hmm. it's, it's just, to me, there's such an irony in. Um, we, <laughs> we Younger just people get, go there for mentoring. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. That's yeah. another thing. Cool. Yeah, right. There's such an irony in the fact that. We spend so much energy, commit so much to this race, and then the rat race. You mean? Well, just whatever your race you want to call it—the Joneses yeah. race, the whatever race. Yeah, okay, you know, yeah. not the human race. Well, yeah, well, not the human. Yeah, well, no, but that's what I was going yeah. with it. But I just then, to be clear on that. But then, no, but then, then for those of us that are fortunate enough or smart enough or whatever the hell it is, we start to think about the human race. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So when we get that base level of whatever it is that humans need. It's not enough anymore. Then we start. So, um, I could I could kind of go on about this forever, um, just like the uh, the cash and, and the other thing which yeah. we never got to. But that's all right. Do that next but one. it's it's you know we live in an in a post industrial world if we want to use that term, right? So yeah. we live in a world which which essentially took people from the land and put them into factories, and the schooling system is all geared around that. Yeah. And now the factories are computer keyboards in offices so they're yep. you know they're different but actually they're possibly worse in a way you know so um so our quality of life in a physical sense is just higher than ever yeah and even you know i've been to africa <laughs> you know and people have a physically high quality of life in many cases not in yeah. all cases yeah. there's a larger group of there's a larger poverty base there's no doubt about that um it's it's all the it's it's anything outside of the physical now where there's so many people so many of us are lost. Yeah, yep. Even turning up to your factory job, which might have been you know ten hours a day or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, even that had it had its meaning and purpose. Yep. And the boys would sit in the pub for an hour afterwards and have a beer and you know and there was there was yep. there was a little bit there was more connection. Yeah. And the, and the and that's right. And all families lived together in the same house, yep. like often with one bed. And you'd have three generations in yeah. in one small tiny house with one bed, and you've all operated as a you know very tribal family. But now going backwards doesn't help us, right? Because we aren't going back there. However, yeah. however, we, where we sit right now, you know, to me, there's only one answer, and that is to to create that thing that 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 is bigger than bigger than than where we are at and where we and where we ever can be at if that makes sense something yeah. that is just that will stretch us the furthest that we can possibly be stretched and for everybody that's going to be different depending on yeah the circumstances uh, they're born into the circumstances they grew up in 
However, everybody, like a guy that you've spoken about recently that, you know, that had his issues and then created a foundation because, you know, yeah, by accident, yeah, you know, it, we can create it if that's the journey we choose to take. Yeah. And I guarantee that bloke, if it, you know, if you if you talked about, you know, <laughs> he was an angry individual. Yeah, he had if every he, reason in the world but to if be he as talk, angry as he was. And if he talked yeah, about what worked like, for him in his life, then yeah. I, I guarantee he will say what talk, what worked for him was service, being of service, 100%. you know, b- yeah. being creating something that that added value to other people. Yeah, he would have he would have zero interest in talking about the the money that was raised and the, the little bits and pieces along the way. Yeah, yeah. And that, yeah, and I think therein lies the important part of uh, of life is just because we're on one journey um, doesn't mean, you know, there's not other things out there for us. You know, after that journey might be coming to an end, i.e. retirement or, you know, transitioning to, you know, different phase of your life. And for us to, um, yeah, just keep an eye out for that, be receptive to those little things that, what do you say, light us up uh, in mm. life and not get caught up too much in the rat race and be 84 and think fuck I mean you could be 84 and still change or in any or, race or do anything you want they get caught up in any race yeah no need I, I think this is a lesson for just anyone everywhere and you may not be caught up in the race you may not you, you may be unemployed um, and even then you still need you know what's the purpose of getting up every day yeah but um, that's a race I know someone who's on that they refuse to commit to you know the, the way it's done and it's still a race isn't it sure sure but there's, there's different there's different versions of, of being unemployed sure. um, there's a lot of different versions and, and some people who are unemployed are very driven you know they're very clear about what yeah. they do and they get up and they and they, and they make you know an impact the way they want to make an impact every day um, and there are other people that are unemployed and feeling very lost and, and, and are really challenged with that and, and I, so wherever you are in life whether it's you know employed unemployed retired um at school, doesn't really matter um, what you're doing in life. Just be clear about where it is that you want to go, um, and just kind of choose that, and be okay to choose that. And regardless of what anyone else is thinking or saying about what you want for you, uh, you know they're they're not you. They can't choose for you. Uh, only you can choose for yourself, uh, and ch- make that choice, and be okay that people won't necessarily be okay with your choice. Rock and roll. Yeah, see, rock and roll. There we go. And just know that so, you know just choose something anything and potentially things can and will change and that's okay too yeah but you won't know until you get to that point yeah yep yeah yep be okay live, shots, live in the man, unknown and enjoy yeah, you're it you're gonna miss if you don't take them so that's right that one, yeah yep. yeah that's a good thing to, to leave on as well yep you want to say it again it's a hundred percent of the shots that you don't oh, hang on what i say a hundred percent of the shots that you don't take You'll miss. You'll miss. That was my segue. It was like the ho, ho, ho. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't really work though. I was like, come on, guys. Yeah. Thanks for nursing me through that shit show of a uh, uh, powerful statement. <laughs> so is that how we're going to end it instead? <laughs> it was an assault on the ears. It was a complete shit show from Luke, as as per expected. I but. think when you get when you unravel the reel, just get the razor out and just slice it <laughs> off. The Slice it off. Of the bag. Slice it off. Open everything. No, I'm yeah. talking about a reel here, no bag. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, the, sure. the, the audio reel. Yeah. All right. The one so, inch. So before this waffle continues on yeah. for too long, <laughs> I'm going to thank you, thank you all very much for being here today. It was real, Al. And we look forward to catching up with you all on the next one.
Thank you. Thank you. This has been Ross Pepper, Alistair McDonald, and Luke Farrar for the Ross L. and Luke Show. If you wish to get in contact with us regarding the show, please reach out to us via email on rosslluke at gmail.com. To discover more about myself, Ross Pepper, please visit my website, rosspepper.com. To check out Al and discover what he can do for your team, please visit his website, alistairmcdonald.com.au. And if you're ready for an awesome sign for your business, be sure to visit luke at lfsigns.com.au. You have been listening to the Ross Allen Luke Show. Thanks for listening and have a spectacular day.